We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard here. Lots to get into. NFL, NFL picks later in the hour. We'll do a hot stove check-in as we're bringing back the hot stove check-in on a nightly basis. Latest predictions on where the top free agents might land, who the Phillies are getting in some of these predictions. We'll get to all that coming up. And, uh, of course, give you some props to look for for Monday Night Eagles and the Commanders. But right now, we have to go out to the guest line here to talk to Elliot Shore Parks. And I have to say, I mean, the Phillies run was great, but, Elliot, the audience missed our weekly chats. The Phillies kind of took up a lot of airspace in October. It's been far too long. It's been far too long. I agree. But, uh, you know, as fun as that run was, it's time to get back to the real team. And uh, I'm excited to talk football with you. Yeah, and that real team still hasn't lost the game, Elliot. Um, we've yeah. we've been having the conversation tonight here about the undefeated thing, and it's it's interesting. This has kind of started to pop up the last week or so. I heard the first time I heard it on WIP was I got in the car to come in a couple, maybe last week it was, and it was you and Ike um, discussing the idea of yeah. this and, and the thought on it. So 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 give me your perspective on it. As another win is in the bank, the Eagles are undefeated, and Elliot, we had a call a few minutes ago say it's too early to, to do this, and I'm like. I really do believe they're going to win every game in, until December. Then, then it's going to get you know harder and trickier. But I, I think this thing will go to December, so I don't think it's too early. I think this is on the horizon here. What's your perspective on, on the idea and the pursuit of a perfect season and, and how hard they should try to make it happen? Well, look, I mean, this is the first time in franchise history this has happened that they've been 8-0. Uh, they're the only team left that is undefeated, so it might be too early, whatever. They're the only team you can talk about it with. And when you're right, when you look at the schedule – I think it could get to, you know, 12 wins, 13 wins. But when you look, like, they, look, they could lose any game. I'm sure we'll talk about the Washington game on Monday night. But when you simply look at their schedule, they are going to be favorites probably in every game besides the Christmas Eve game in Dallas. And I think they have a really good chance to win all those games. So the question is, how bad are they going to value it, right? And I think when you talk about Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni and Jeffrey Lurie, who will be involved in this decision for sure, especially if it gets to 14, 15-0 or something like that, I think they value the history that would come with being the first team to go undefeated in a 17-game schedule, right? And only the third team ever to go undefeated throughout the whole regular season. So, you know, with how deep the roster is, uh, I think that in those final games, if it came to it, they could play some of their guys, you know, put in, you know, maybe play Zach Pathmore more, play Quez more, get Andre Dillard some snaps. Like, they have a lot of quality backups. So I believe that if it gets to week 14, 15, they're still undefeated. I do think they'll go for it, and I think it's the right decision. I think it would be a really big thing for this organization, and it would be history. So I think they'd be making the right decision if they did. Elliot, go through how you think the machinations would work if, if this becomes a reality. Let's, let's say they get to the Dallas game undefeated, so three games to go, Dallas, uh, New Orleans, and the Giants. I'm sure at that point pretty much everything is already wrapped up. Division, probably number yeah. one seed. So the question becomes, it's, it's, just, it's black and white, right? It's, it's we go for this or we start backing off and resting players those final week or two. How do you think they, this would happen? Because we know what this organization does, whether it be the, the schedule of practice during the summer or it be the preseason games. They always err on the side of caution. 
I just can't imagine that Sirianni could look, you know, Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, those guys in the eye and say, we're, we're going to sit you down. Do you think it starts at the top and then it works its way down? Like, how do you think they go about making the decision what to yeah. do here? Well, it's interesting because you said that they always err on the side of caution. And I think that certainly is one way to put it. I would argue, though, what they really do is they always do what's best for the organization, right? In training camp, the best thing for this organization was get to week one healthy, right? And all the times we've talked about health and all those things. Yes, it's cautious, but it's also just the correct thing for the team. So I think if they got to week 14 or 15, they would do the correct thing and they would go for it, right? I think that they would understand the history. I mean, I mean you know, I think sometimes we talk about it so much that it gets a little, uh, you know, it, it's not appreciated as much as it is. We're talking about the possibility of the Eagles going undefeated in the regular season, right? Like, people still talk about that Patriots team, right? I, I mean, there's a Super Bowl winner every year, and I'm not diminishing winning the Super Bowl. It would clearly be huge. But if this team goes undefeated, they will probably be the most talked-about Eagles team, I mean, maybe for the rest of the franchise's history, like until another team does it. So I think that, yes, they err on the side of caution for sure. But what they really do is they do what's best for the franchise. And what's best for this franchise would be to win every game and not pull starters, especially when they're talking, you're talking about them sitting two or three weeks, if not a month at that point, before they were to play their playoff game. So the other aspect, the health aspect is, is the one people come back to first and they worry about someone getting hurt. The other side of it is kind of the mental wear and tear. I, I do think that Patriots team was a little bit worn down both physically and mentally by the time the Super Bowl got around, you know, came around. But, Elliot, tell me if you disagree or agree. I, I don't worry about it with this team. There's, there's something about them. There's a, obviously, there's veterans like Kelsey. And you know, with the quarterback, with Jalen Hurts, I, I was saying earlier, I mean, the expectation when he was in college at Alabama was to win every game. Not a hope. It was an expectation. I, I don't yeah. think it would weigh on them to the point it would hurt them long term. What do you think about the group and how they would handle what would certainly become the biggest story in sports? You know, as, as someone that's covered the team for 10 years now, it's hard for me to imagine that there would be a time where there would be even more pressure on the Eagles than there already is, right? I mean, this, this, you've been around this team enough. You know, this is the biggest thing going in the city, right? Like, they're oh, they always under a huge microscope. And Jalen Hurts, you're right. His whole life has been like this. Jason Kelsey's been here long enough. Fletcher Cox has been here. Brandon Graham, all these guys, right? Devontae Smith in the same boat as uh, as Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I can't speak to how it will feel if they if they are 17-0 going into the playoffs, right? Because only two teams have ever done it, and one of them was, you know, like 50 years ago or whatever. So, you know, it would be a rare a rare occasion. But I just think with how much pressure they already play under and how used they are to it, I personally don't see this team folding uh, under that. I, I think that ultimately they would they would rise to the occasion. They would enjoy it kind of maybe like the pressure and the responsibility. And I don't think it's something that they would uh, that would hurt them as the season went on. All right, Elliot, let's kind of come back to, to the moment and then we'll kind of circle back to the future here. How worried should Eagles fans be, should everyone be right now about this run defense? It is, it's, it's towards the bottom of the league and it seems like it's getting worse by the week. How big of a concern is this? I think it's a concern for sure. Uh, like, I don't think it's something that will end their season, but, but I do think that when you talk about the run defense, what you're really talking about is tackling. This is a poor tackling defense uh, for long stretches. I think certain players have been really good. I think the linebackers are pretty good tacklers, but you look in the secondary, I don't think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a good tackler. James Bradbury, I don't think, has been a good tackler this year. And where that could really end up hurting them is when you face a team like the 49ers, when you face a run-first team or at least a team that likes to run the ball a lot, like Dallas. Now, I know that Jordan Davis is going to come back. 
I'm skeptical he'll come back and be able to make an impact. I've seen too many players, especially along the defensive line. When you miss training camp, which is essentially you know a, a month, right, a, a month of, of playing, it's hard to come back from that, especially someone Jordan Davis' side, side in the middle of the season. So I think this team is still the best team in the NFC. I think they can overcome the run defense flaw, but it's definitely a flaw, and it's definitely something where if they have a playoff game and they tackle poorly, like that's how upsets happen. So I've started to wonder if there's any way to fix this uh, within the season. I mean, obviously personnel is, is a big part. Scheme is, is the other side of it. And, and the Jordan Davis thing you brought up is obviously it's real, right? He's, he's, that's why he was drafted to help with this. Elliot, do you think at any point this season we see maybe more snaps for N'Kobe Dean? I mean, I would think based on what he did in college, uh, the kind of player he profiles to be, he's probably a better run defender than a guy like Kaiser White, who's here more to uh, defend the pass. Do you think they could work him in more, maybe with uh, a better chance of tackling and playing the run? I, I don't. Uh, I don't think that's the path that, that they'll go. I think they view N'Kobe as someone that maybe next year – uh, can play a larger role. And I also, frankly, at this point, don't know if it would be fair to ask N'Kobe, a third-round rookie linebacker, to come in and, fit, and fix the biggest flaw in the defense, right? So I think that, you know, to your point, like, how do they fix it, right? On one hand, I don't know what they do because they're in the middle of the season, the trade deadline's gone, and it's not one player. I think this is just they're a poor tackling group. But the other thing I'll say is, you know, in the short time we've seen Nick Sirianni, so all of last year and the half of this year, He's really good at fixing problems in season. Last year, the penalties were a major problem. He fixed that. The offense was struggling. They switched to a running game. This year, it was a second-half offense. They've scored two-plus touchdowns each of their last two games. So I think the tackling problem is a real one, and I think it's hard to fix. But this coaching staff does have a history of in-season fixing flaws. Yeah, and the other thing I wonder about, it, not that it's not a big deal, and I agree with you. There's, there's something that's going on here that could hurt them. But I also wonder how, how big of a deal they really think it is. I mean, of the things that you want to – if you're going to be bad at something, you don't want to give up deep passes, right? You don't want to get beat over mm-hmm. the top. I mean, they got run on a lot last week, and what did the Texans score? 17 points? I, I mean, I, I, do you think – how concerned do you think they are? Because it's not something it feels like they think is going to lose them a lot of games. Yeah, well, it's lost them no game so far. So, you know, right. in a way, it's, it's hard to, to be too worked up about it. I think the concern would be – and you're right, like – you don't want to give up a 45-yard bomb. But the, the, the risk, I guess, of, of the run thing is if you get to a playoff game, right? Like, you know, we, first playoff game, they're playing the Niners. And the Niners are chewing like seven, eight minutes of clock time because, you know, the Eagles aren't tackling and they are running the ball. That could hurt the offense, right? Because then the Eagles' offense can't get on the field. So I, I think that how their defensive philosophy is, they don't want to give up big plays, right? They, they're, for the most part, okay giving up long drives because they're up so much that it's okay that, you know, whatever team, like the Texans, it's okay if they go on a seven-minute drive because there's only 15 minutes left in the game and they're down three scores, then obviously, you know, it's okay to kill seven minutes. But I think the problem could be come playoff time, if they can't get the offense back on the field because of poor tackling, that's really where it would hurt. We're talking to Elliot Shore Parks here. Eagles and Commanders coming up on Monday night. Eagles undefeated heading to the game. Elliot, uh, any thought that this could be tricky on Monday? A second, it's the first time they've seen a team twice, right? First division game two times. I haven't yeah. seen the Giants once yet. But um, any thought it could be tricky? Because even last week, 14-14 at the half, but I never really felt like they were going to lose the game. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to sound like generic football analyst guy, but but I do think anytime you play a divisional opponent the second time, it is difficult. Like, I've seen so many games late in the season against Washington that are closer than they're supposed to be, right? The Greg Ward game-winning touchdown, like all those types of things. So 
I mean, even last year against Washington, it, it was close at the end. So I, I look at the line. It, I think it's 11 points or 10 and a half. That, that feels like, like a large line for, for a matchup like this. I do think that Washington's better with Heineke than, than they are with Carson. They do have a good uh, defensive line. So I think there's some tricky components to this. But ultimately, if the Eagles play their game, they'll, they'll, they'll win. Whether co- they will cover, I don't know. But I think that this would have to be a pretty poor performance from the Eagles to lose the game. Elliot, this week you wrote that Jalen Hurts is obviously the NFL MVP at the midway point. Why did you have him over, I'm assuming, Mahomes and, and Allen yeah. and Tua in your rankings? Yeah, so when you look at Jalen, there's obviously a lot of things he does really well. But the main reason the Eagles are undefeated through eight games is they're plus 15 turnovers. And I think when people see that stat, they think about the defense. But what that also, a huge part of it is, they've only turned the ball over three times on offense. And Jalen is a huge part of that. Look at the Bills' loss to the Jets last week. Josh Allen, two interceptions, right? Like, he has eight interceptions on the year. That's almost three times as many total turnovers as Jalen Hurts' offense has, right? So I think that when you talk about, like, yes, the Eagles are loaded on offense. I get that, you know, they have a very talented roster. And I think that individually, like, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are better than Jalen is. But I think Jalen's unique ability to really take care of the ball, to be really smart with it, is what makes him so valuable to this Eagles team. So Mahomes is amazing. You know, obviously he would be my number two. Two has missed some time, which which hurts him. But I think that when you look at the first eight games or, you know, the first midway point of the season, there's been no quarterback more valuable to his team winning than Jalen. Yeah, he just there's no negative plays. I mean, it's 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 remarkable. Yeah. That's why the offense is so good. Elliot, let's end with this. I know you went to the hardware store this week. Tell us about that. <laughs> and I, I, I was kidding earlier because I saw your tweet that really you go through our, our team here at WIP. It's it's a pretty, you know, it's a group that is very not handy is, is the way I'll put it. Yeah. Like, like, who would you even think would be the handiest person among all of us? It's hard I mean, to pick my one first out. Thought was probably Ike or, or Richie, just because they, I don't know, like they played football. So I, I like yeah, they're, I guess they're I stronger see. than us. They should be yeah, able to do exactly. things. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like they're both very smart. So like maybe they could figure that out. But look, I don't want to toot my own horn, but not only this did, this week <laughs> did I go to the hardware store and successfully buy something to pick up the grass within my backyard. I then went back again and got the correct tools to drill something into the front of my house. I had to pick out a drill bit. I need something like to put in there to to get the screw. Like I, I'm not even sure what it was called, but I did it. I was almost gonna hire a task rabbit, and I did it myself. So not only do I feel great about myself, I saved some money. I probably won't attempt anything else soon in the house. I'm on a hot streak now, but there's nothing better, no better feeling than accomplishing that. So what do you mean? Like you mean like a rake for the leaves? No. So it's like called a grass vacuum or something. So basically, oh, it sucks them up. I, Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't raking. I was, you know, my wife was, you know, getting a little annoyed at all the grass just completely sitting in the backyard. So I had to get something to like, yeah, it was a, he called it a grass vacuum. I don't know. It's probably his simple way of explaining it to me. I think he he probably immediately realized I wouldn't understand whatever the proper term for it now, was. Now, is it you or nothing or is your wife, does she like to do that kind of stuff? Well, she's way better at that. Like, yeah. whenever we hang anything in the house, she's the one that hangs it. Whenever we get a piece of furniture, she's the one that puts it together. I'm the one that stands there and, like, pretends like I'm helping. You know, she's like, hand me that. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. <laughs> so, so, so that's, yeah, I understand that because I have the same thing. But now I'm being laughed my, by my son, who's seven now. Like, he knows mm, how to do all rough. the drill bit stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I've accepted it. Life is about yeah. accepting things. you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. 
100% correct. Any way I can be helpful and not make the house fall apart, that's what I'm good with. So it's I'm like Jalen. We, we just don't turn the ball over. Just, the, just, 100% keep, just keep correct. Keep the offense we're, moving. We're, that's why we're football guys. We're not building guys. We're football guys. That's exactly right. Elliot, I appreciate you hopping on. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll hear you on the pregame Monday and tomorrow. Go Birds? Yep, absolutely. All right. Thank you all. Have a good night. Yep. Talk to you then. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks, who knows he's not handy. It's okay. So would you do electrical outlets or something? Yeah, my old house. I kept breaking the outlets and had to had to replace them. How do you break outlets? Uh, the one I dropped a picture frame on, and it just like broke in half. Okay. And the other one, just nothing would stick it in anymore. So I oh, pulled need- them out and I put right. the new outlets in. You felt and proud then this after Sunday, that. Sunday, I, I put up our uh, our Christmas lights, which you, is quite got, the ordeal. You got the Christmas lights already? Yeah. Now this is inside our of the park. Christmas tree went up November first, Joe. Wow. World but this, Series wasn't even over. But, yeah, that's true. But this is a fake tree. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that's, I mean, just judging by the, the trees that I've had to drag out of the house on January 6th that are dying. I mean, you can't put a, a real tree up in November. You're asking for trouble. Yeah, no, that's a tough, even though it, it is prime tree season. It's like been 70 degrees every day for the last two weeks. I got to tell you, and you know, we're still about a month from this. I, we, we do the real tree every year and we go cut it down. And I love, I love the whole thing. And like, I get a, a coffee mug from the place. Like it's a cool experience. There is nothing worse than having to take that thing out of the house. It's so messy. Like it's first of all, it smells. It's yeah, like needles everywhere. Needles everywhere, and those needles do not go away for months. Like I, you could vacuum for an hour, and you still three months later you find a needle on your sock. It stinks. It's not ideal. It's one of the nice things about living in the city is I don't think there are real trees here. Well, you you can drive out of the city. I could. I, I choose not to. Yeah, I don't just... want to carry a, a tree up to my second story apartment. Okay. All right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I want to hit on something Elliot talks about there with the um, the run defense and and how big of an issue it is. I think over the next six weeks or so, it's going to be or five. Let's say four weeks. Um, this week, the Brian Robinson and the Commanders. He's kind of the lead back now. Next week, Jonathan Taylor. Then it will be some combination of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Though Aaron Jones is banged up. Not sure how great the Packers' run game will be anyway. And then Derrick Henry after that. Saquon Barkley after that. Justin Fields after that. Justin Fields has become, you know, maybe the preeminent runner right now in the NFL. 178 yards rushing last year, and Herbert's pretty good too. So this is going to be a thing. Like, this is going to be a story every week. Can they stop the run? Because everyone they play the next four, five, six weeks can run the ball. I just, I don't think it's going to kill them. Because it's you know it's the opposite of what you really worry about in the NFL. You really worry about can you stop the pass? Can you keep teams contained through the air? And if you could do that, it's gonna be very hard for teams to score a lot of points just running the ball. Now some of these games could be closer than we want because the other team could control the clock a little bit, keep Jalen Hurts and the offense off the field. I'm just not terrified of it. The, the one thing I am worried about if we get to the playoffs, like because the teams are they're coming up here right, like Washington stinks. Green Bay's not very good. Uh, Tennessee's okay, and and they're tricky because they're well coached. Um, you know the Colts are terrible and have Jeff Saturday coaching them. The Giants, I think, are overrated, and you know that division game, so it's tough. But like, I'm not scared of that offense. They have no receivers on that offense, none. The only time I'd be worried about this this inability to stop the run is when we get to the playoffs and they face a really good team that can also run the ball like that. Until then, I'm I'm not really sweating this. It's the Niners in the playoffs. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that kind of fits that bill that would be in the playoffs that deep. Maybe the Seahawks with Kenneth Walker. But like until we get to the playoffs and they're facing a team that runs, 
I, I just can't get bent out of shape about it. I think the big thing is finding a team that runs the football and plays really good defense. It's nice. Right? Because it, it becomes a matter of can they stop the offense because we saw it last Thursday against Houston, right? They, they didn't stop Damian Pierce at all. They, they let him run wild all afternoon. But the Eagles' offense was more efficient. They, they, they scored touchdowns through the air. They moved the ball quickly down the field. And in the second half when the game was tied, they had two quick touchdowns wrapped around a, an interception by James Bradbury. And – that was it. It was over, right, in a matter of seconds because they went up two possessions, and Houston couldn't come back from that. The, the flip side would be is if you play a team like San Francisco that has an elite defense and can shut down Jalen Hurts, the way the Eagles are currently playing complementary football on both sides on offense and defense just makes it so tough. If, if your main goal is to run the ball and run out the clock, the Eagles' offense has been so efficient that even if you limit their possessions, they're still going to score. Which is what happened in the Texans game, right? How many possessions Eagles have in the Texans game? In the first half, I think they only had three, and they scored two touchdowns. Like, even if you limit the possessions, they're still going to score a lot of points. It's very hard to beat them that way. When we, if Here's what I want the Eagles to do. This is a very simple task. Between now and whenever they see the Niners, whether it's the divisional round or the title game, get this thing buttoned up. Like, figure out a way to become competent and decent tackling and, and, and stopping the run. That's it. Because that's, that's the only thing I'm really worried about is that team and that specific spot in January here. Other than that, I mean, go ahead. Knock yourself out this weekend. Knock yourself out on Monday, Commanders. R- run the ball with Brian Robinson. I mean, they, they'll do They're it. like 3.2 yards per carry. I know it's a great story, but he's been terrible. You think the story is a little bit, uh, you know, taking hold more than the player so far? A little bit. I would say so. I mean – that offense is doing him no favors. He's standing behind Taylor Heineke. Yeah. You know what? We really haven't spoken much about the game besides with Elliott a few minutes ago. I know it's a division game, and Elliott's point is correct. The division games are they're not usually walks in the park. They can get wacky. They can get wacky. Do you, I don't have any – like there's not a concern I have they're going to lose this football game. Against a team that's 26 in point scoring and 25th in yards per attempt running the football? I'm not worried. And a Heineke I think is top five in, in – um, Turnover-worthy plays, like on on a rate basis, he obviously hasn't played that much, but he but he puts the ball up for grabs. I kind of like him, and I think he's a un, he's a pretty good backup, could be a spot starter or, or maybe a starter for a team that if they have good players around him. But he puts the ball in harm's way. And and if you look at their offense, we we talk about how the Eagles seem to play a team that can run the ball and and really beat you on both sides. They've scored over twenty points once since week three. Yeah, Their offense just doesn't really inspire much confidence. They've turned the ball over at least once in every game except their Week 6 win over the Bears in a hotly contested 12-7 game. They aren't that good, <laughs> and it can get weird, and obviously the Eagles played them in Week 3, and the Eagles dominated, but I don't know. I just I don't respect their competition level right now. No, and, and, and they're full of distractions over there as well. I mean, that, that team is a mess. They're getting sued by their own fans. It's a problem. Yeah, and their owners hiding on a yacht trying not to sell the team. It, it's a mess. I, I feel good on Monday night. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop We'll come back. Hot stove check-in. We'll give you our favorite NFL players for the week. NFL picks, guests, the takes, and props for Monday night. The Eagles and... The Commanders will give you our favorite ones over at FanDuel Sportsbook to play. Maybe even a same-game parlay to put together. That's coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Football season's underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Sign up promo code 
Gilio. Look, FanDuel is all your favorite bets. Money lines, points, spread the player props. And with live betting, you get updated odds on games that have already started on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Sign up today. Promo code Gilio for your no sweat first. But that's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.